Hey guys, good morning. I'm so excited to bring this uh, podcast to you uh, this morning. Today is the 24th of November, 2020. And um, as I mentioned before, many of us are preparing for Thanksgiving. Um, Many of us are preparing for a family day, a family meal with our loved ones, our friends, or some of us uh, this year will be eating turkey or prime rib or whatever we eat by ourselves. Um, in any case, I just wanted to take this time, if, if I don't do another podcast before the end of the week, to take this time to wish all of my friends um, across the globe, wherever you may be across the United States, the opportunity to, to wish you well and to, to hope that this year brings you, the rest of the year, pardon me, brings you all the desires of your heart and God continues to steer you in the direction that he needs to steer you in so you can fulfill your God-given purpose. The name of this podcast is called Who is Your Father? Many of us, we were not adopted. We were brought here with our mom and our father that, that created us. Moreover, we were planted with the sperm and the egg where they joined together to make a baby. And many of us are living out our life with a father figure, without a a parent that is, is really with us, knowing that, you know, we were created by someone. We were created by a man and we were created by that woman and that, that woman gave birth to us. As we look a step further, we realize that without God creating that man to begin with and creating that woman, that we ourselves will not be here. I myself were was brought into this world by my father, Edwin Phillips, and my mom, Marilyn, which have now passed away. But as I look back, as I look back at my life, I realize that my mom as she's resting in peace, played the role of a mother and a father after my parents were divorced at the age of 26. So today I'll talk about my life. You'll get a little bit to know a little bit more about me. And also too, it will trigger some thoughts about your life, your family tree, what you're doing, how you're shaping your family, or are you even involved? As I look back on my own life, I I remember in 1989 coming to the United States and leaving Trinidad at 10 years old. And and today I'm 41 years old, right? So I've been in the United States for 31 years. Some people that listen to my podcast are old enough to be my mom or old enough to be, um, I wouldn't say my grandfather, but old enough maybe to be a parent or they are a parent Many of us, we failed in that area. We failed in that area of, of being a dad. <laughs> we're, we're a father, right? A father, as I looked up the, the definition of father, is someone that causes the result of a pregnancy. A dad is someone that acts and portrays what Jesus Christ had portrayed to us. Anyone can 
can make a baby. Most people, most most men, if they have a normal reproductive system, they can make a they, they can make a baby. However, many of them are not dads; they're fathers. So this podcast is not meant to insult anyone. Let me just clear that up. It's not meant to insult anyone that listens to this podcast, but it's going to get your mind thinking, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing as a dad? Because a father is one that impregnates a woman and fertilize an egg just as an animal fertilize another animal to reproduce another animal. Here we are living in 2020 and and many of us are, are struggling with our own fatherhood because many of us lacked being a father or we don't, we don't understand what it means to be a father because our own fathers were not there. Our own fathers were not present in our life. Many of us, myself included, was raised by a single family home. It was my mom myself and my younger sibling. And we were underneath the the guidance and the authority of Marilyn, which is my mom. There wasn't anyone that can come in and tell her and or instruct her how she was going to raise myself and my younger sibling. She did it with the the guidance of of love or what she thought was love biblically and, and also to culturally from her upbringing and her upbringing is a Caribbean upbringing, which is quite different from someone that is Hindu or someone that was born in, in, um, Puerto Rico or someone that was born in Cuba or even someone that was born in Canada. It's, it's culturally different. I'm here to tell you that We, as fathers that are Christians, or we as fathers that are are following Christ, whether you believe in Islam, whether you believe in Judaism, whether you believe that you're a Hebrew Israelite, whatever you believe in, that's not the topic. The topic is, are you being a father or are you being a dad? It's two different definitions according to the definitions that I looked up on my cell phone. It's, it's different. Again, going back to the beginning of the podcast, a father is, is someone that impregnates a woman and a dad is someone that takes care of their child, takes care of their child. Now there is a cutoff mark. I'm not saying take care of your child when they're 40 years old and 50. That's not what I'm saying. I myself haven't asked my father for anything in, in many, many, many of years. If I were to tell the truth, I went to ultrasound school in 04 and 05. And, and I remember my father sending me money, a couple of hundred dollars, but it cost me $20,000 to go to school. I was the only girl that, or the only lady that paid for school out of her pocket 
and finish the program. All of us did finish the program. But I was the only one that paid for it out of pocket. Meaning I was the only person that paid $20,000. My mom didn't write them a check for 20 grand. She didn't write them a check for three grand. She didn't write them a check for five grand. I took the responsibility because I'm 25 years old as I entered sonography school in 04 to complete that program. It was my task. It was my individual goal that I wanted to accomplish. It wasn't Marilyn's goal. It wasn't Edwin's goal. It was Melissa's goal. At that time, I was Melissa Phillips, so it was, it was my responsibility. I tell you this morning, if you take ownership of your life, it's also your responsibility to make sure that your life goes the right way. It's not your father that birthed or helped implanted the sperm in the egg. It's also not your daddy if you call your daddy your uncle or some people call it it's a daddy figure where it might be someone in the church or someone that is um, an elder or someone that they look up to it's your personal goal to complete your it's your business to complete your own personal goals it's your responsibility it's not mine it's not you know uncle Bill, uncle, you know, uncle, whoever. It's your responsibility to to take ownership of your own task that is ahead of you. Be an adult. Put your big boy pants. Put your, put your grown undies on and get with the program. Get with the program of doing the things that concerneth you. Get with the ideology that you're going to be something in life. I'm reminded many years ago, I was talking to an evangelist and we were conversing on Facebook and I was explaining to her what's going on in my life. And she talked a little bit about what's going on in her life. And she mentioned, Sister Melissa, I always knew that you were going to be okay. That if no one else was going to be okay, you were going to be okay. But let me just tell you all something. There were many days that I had to tell my own self that I, Melissa, was going to be okay. It sounds a little bit ludicrous. It sounds a little bit loopy. Like, what do you mean? There are many times that I didn't think I myself was going to make it. As I put pennies in the tolls to try to get to, to North Jersey, as I shared a lunch special with my friend Carol Rodriguez, which is probably a diagnostic sonographer today. Maybe, I don't know, but most likely she is. As we shared a lunch special, which was $3, by the way, we shared a lunch special, so that means I paid $1.50 plus tax, and that was my lunch. I'm here to tell you that I took ownership of finishing school. And I remember when I finished school, I, I sat downstairs at my mom's house, And I began to cry and my mom said, Melissa, you okay? And I said, I can't believe I finished. I can't believe I challenged myself enough and and, and gave myself enough encouragement to say, listen, I'm going to finish this program no matter what happens. Many a times my instructors might've doubted my ability to complete the program, but that doesn't matter because I still have a certificate, the same one that Carol Rodriguez has. 
The only difference may be that she may have her RDMS, which is her national registry, and I do not. But we finished the same program back in August 2005. Here's my point. Take ownership of what you need to do. Be responsible of of what your tasks are. Don't look down at me and say, hey, you know, your mom was a nurse and, you know, your dad. No, because my mom was a nurse. That's great. And that's what she accomplished because that's what she wanted to do. But I have to accomplish my own goals. My mom being a nurse doesn't have anything personally to do with me today. Because, in, in fact, my mom is not even alive today, unfortunately. So I have to take ownership for my own life. I want to bring you to Psalms 103. I I wrote down some Bible verses. Psalms 103 verse 13. It says, the Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. I'll read it again. Psalms 103 and 13. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. Many of us, we don't even fear our own parents. So how could we even fear the Lord? You know, somebody might say fear and respect is, is, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. You know, I had a healthy fear for my mom and I'm 41. My mom passed away when I was still 41. Had my mom been alive, I would be having dinner with my mom or, or some type of activity. Today... I still fear my mom. I'm still going to do the things that that she would want me to do because I wouldn't want to disappoint her. Because in my heart, I feel as though my mom is still... I I don't know where your body goes or your your earthly body. My mom's earthly body is in the ground, but her spirit still lives today. If I go to her house, I can still feel her spirit in her house. That's where she passed away. I'm here to tell you what spirit is filling you today. Is it a godly spirit? Is it a, a spirit of demonic particles? What is it? Your actions are going to speak louder than your words. And, and someone can say, hey, Melissa, you know, you're not perfect. You don't have a perfect life. You don't have a perfect, perfect marriage. I don't. I don't have perfect friends either. But I know without a shadow of a doubt that if it wasn't for God many years ago, I wouldn't even be here to even have this podcast. I I wouldn't be here to tell you about the goodness of God. I wouldn't be here to encourage you to to propel your life and to help you be instructed that to let you know that, you know what, better days are coming. I I wouldn't be here to to tell you that, you know what, sister, you got it. Brother, you got it. I wouldn't be here to tell you that, you know what, life goes on, whether your mom is around, whether your dad was around, whether your father picked you up from school, whether he didn't pick you up, whether he left you, whether he bought you a Christmas gift, whether he bought you something, whether he bought you turkey, it doesn't matter because guess what? My father in his absence, as far as being in the United States, didn't do all that either. My father still today lives in London, England, and I love my father dearly. Let me just say that. The Bible says, obey your parents so your days can be long. And and guess what? I want my days to be long. And and whenever God calls me home, whenever that is, I don't want God to say, Melissa, you were disrespectful to your mom or, or you were disrespectful to your father. Regardless of what my father did or didn't do, regardless of what my mom did or didn't do. As I look back at my own life, I can realize, well, goodness, I was not the perfect teenager. I was not the perfect kid. 
I didn't do everything perfect. I didn't get straight A's and I was in an honor society and, you know, I walked straight and, you know, I, I never said a bad word. I never had a boyfriend. I never did things, ungodly things with my boyfriend. Let's be honest and let's be real with each, with each other. We all make mistakes. We've all done things. And, and, and even if we've done those things with our parents not knowing, let's take it a step further that God knows and he sees all things because he sits up high, but he looks down low again. I'm going to say it again. He sits up high and he looks down low. So if I myself included, I'm not doing the right thing when it comes to my relationship with God, God, it will chastise me. I will have to give account to, to him. And, and my dad is not in this country. He's in London and my, and my mom's spirit, I believe is in heaven. In fact, I know it's in heaven. So whether my mom is looking down at me and saying, Melissa, you know, do the right thing or that that was a wrong move. You know, I can still feel her presence. And in a way, I still fear her presence. I can still feel her presence and I can still fear the fact that maybe that's not the right thing. And maybe I need to get it together. Get it together. This podcast is meant to shake some things in your mind and to rattle you up a little bit. It's not one of those, you know patty cakes. You're going to make it through your day. We love you. No, it's not one of those this morning. I'm sorry. I want to also bring you to John 2 15, first John 2 15. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the father is not in them. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that we live in this world, right? We live in this world. We we live around people. I have neighbors. I have friends. I have <clears throat> family. I have co-workers. I have people that, that I am responsible for, like over 25 of them, to make sure that a certain function is done every morning and a certain function is done at night. But I still have to respect them. Some of them, they, they make more money than me. And... That's fine, but I still have to respect them. It it goes both ways. I still have to love my daughter, even though she may not do everything right. I still have to respect certain things, even though I may not feel like it. It may not feel good most days. Moreover, I still have to give account to God in everything that I do. If God were to come back today or tomorrow, I definitely don't think that I want to hear Melissa you did this wrong because you just felt like doing it because you know what we all know wrong from right again who's your father who's your daddy as I look back I can tell you that even though my father that brought me into this world has given me so many conversations about life so many conversations about what's right and wrong so many conversations that money can't buy. So many conversations that that my mom may not have had with me because my mom is is different and my dad's different. <laughs> Today I have the opportunity to pick up the phone and call my dad if I desire to do so. I have the opportunity to not call if I desire to do so as well because my father is still around and again let me just say this I love my father dearly I don't want anyone to say hey you know Melissa was was 
beating up her dad in the ground and she hates her dad because I've never said that. So let's make sure that that's not repeated because that would be a fabrication of the truth. I'm still going to honor. I, I will still respect. I would never do anything disrespectful, excuse me, to my father. I would not do anything disrespectful as well to my mom. And my mom, again, has passed away, but I still know right from wrong. I still know the right things to do, even though I'm grown and I pay my own bills and have my own career and have my own family and have my own job and have my own car and have my own house and have my own bank account and have my own of everything, just as my mom did. I'm here to tell you guys and girls and women and men, know the difference Know the difference. Know the difference of a father and a dad. There are people when I was growing up that I looked up to and I always admired their family structure. I always admired how their family was together. Some of them I went to church with. Some of them I saw as ministers. Some of them I saw as pastors. Some of them I saw as apostles, leaders. I never really took the time to to call anyone like a spiritual dad. Never really took the time to call anyone a spiritual mom. Because my mom was spiritual and she still is spiritual and will be spiritual forever and ever. Bless her heart. But there was a certain person I always looked up to because I always admired how that person took care of their family how that person made sure that their family was good. And I'm going to give them a shout out today. Pastor Quincy. I always admired how he took care of his four children. I always admired that as a kid. And as I sit here and I do this podcast, I don't know his every struggle. And I I don't even like to name drop. But he always took care of Quinetta and Quincy and Antoinette, comma, Mushy, Antoine. And he always took care of his wife the best way he knew how. And even today, he's still doing that today. He's a granddad and he's still doing that today. And it doesn't matter what anybody thinks, says, He's a father and he's a daddy. And that you got to give credit for when credit is due. He's someone that that I used to talk to and I could be transparent and I can go to their house and have breakfast and sit down for hours upon hours and 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 talk to Sister Nettie. And if Pastor Quincy was home, we could chat. And he was one of those people that would say, Melissa, you got to let that go. I'm like... No, I don't. He's like, you do got to let it go. I'll try to hold my tears back in because I think he saved a lot of people and he probably saved me. Because I did have to let it go. And I struggle sometimes with letting things go. Because I'm human first before I'm saved and sanctified and speaking in tongues and running around the church. I'm human first. I have a human mind that I have to give to God every day. If I don't give it to God, then I I won't be able to function. 
This podcast, I hope, has helped you. I hope my podcast one day will be viewed around the world. And I hope that one day I'll be a motivational speaker. I hope one day that I'll be able to be a, a, a speaker that would ignite your soul and, and, and help uplift you. I believe that we have enough pastors and apostles and, and bishops and whatever their titles are. I don't know, which I respect. But we need some speakers that, that's going to talk about the psychology of the mind, that know the psychology of the mind, that have studied it, that have taken classes to study it, I myself included, I'm still going to school and I don't have to because I already finished the program back in 2005 and I have a degree in education and I could do a couple of things to make money. I could make more money than what I'm making now. I could make less, but I know that God has a plan for my life. As I end this podcast, I'm going to end this podcast with a little prayer. One of my friends that listened to my podcast requested that I do this and It's not a bad request. So as I pray, you can pray with me. Father, God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that anyone that's listened to this podcast today, I ask that you touch them where they are. I ask that any man that is listening to this podcast, that they will continue to not just be a father, but to be a dad, to be a dad to their children to be a dad to that daughter, to be a dad to that son. And I thank you, God, for the opportunity that you have given me. I thank you, God, for the voice that you have given me. I thank you, God, for the idea that you've given me back in August to to come to my friends and my family to just ignite some things and to just stir up some things. Bless every father that have impregnated a woman, excuse me, that wants to do the right thing that may be blocked from doing the right thing because of that mom that's stuck. I pray that every father would have the opportunity to be a dad in their children's life, especially in our black community. I thank you, God, for every everyone underneath the sound of my voice. That you, oh God, will penetrate their homes right now. That you, oh God, will continue to cover them from their very head. For the, from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet and everything in between. And mold them and make them into what you want them to be. Mold them and make them to be an inspirational factor for you. And I, and I thank you, God, for every family. I thank you, God, for every unit. I thank you, God, for every married couple. I thank you, God, for every even boyfriend and girlfriend. I thank you, God, for everyone that you, oh God, will just come in and intervene and protect everyone from everything that's not like you. Cover their homes, oh God. I thank you, God, for dying on the cross for us. I thank you, God, for pardon of our, the pardon of our sins. I thank you, God, for everyone. I thank you, God, for being so real in my life that I have the opportunity, and I don't, I don't take it lightly, that I have the opportunity to come to you and to be so transparent about my own personal life. Not that I'm an open book, but there are some things that I don't mind sharing about my own personal life with the hopes of helping someone. And I pray, oh God, that this Tuesday morning on the 24th of November, Pacific Standard Time at 741, that it will penetrate 
it being this podcast will penetrate someone's heart to do the right thing, penetrate that father to be a dad. I thank you, God, for this opportunity. I don't take it lightly. In your name we pray. Amen. Have a good day.